0: we go all right it's that time you know what time it is devin it's dumb stupid talking time right it's time for a new episode of dumb stupid talking with me lucas shea your host and master of ceremonies i don't know (laughs) and my co-host your sister (laughs) devin shea right (laughs) yeah (laughs) right
1: of course it's right
0: (laughs) (laughs) right right my sister and co-host but not necessarily in that order that's right okay uh bad news our guest canceled on us
1: oh no way
0: ivanka trump was supposed oh, to be you on know, the show she's,
1: she's probably busy was she subpoenaed or something
0: i don't know why she canceled i know that we i had booked her she was going to come on to discuss the topic how to marry the gay man of your dreams <laughs> Oh, oh, wait, I read that wrong. How, how to marry the man of your dreams. I don't know why I say I don't know why I say gay man. How to marry the man of your dreams. OK, uh-huh. that's not to say that Jared Kushner is gay. I, I have no idea. Right. Um, I right. will say that if he can't grow a beard, he certainly knows how to buy one. Anyway,
1: Ooh, um,
0: <laughs> snap. but you anyway. Know, maybe
1: she's been subpoenaed because her dad's being indicted.
0: So, well, listen, that's neither here nor there. Yep. Okay. Um, you know what I don't understand? Ivanka Trump, is it like her mom was Ivana, right? Right. So isn't Ivanka like past tense? Is it like Ivana, Ivanka, like is that like a past tense of Ivana?
1: Ivina. Um, I don't think it is. Ivana. I think it's. I think it's like the. Well, her mother's not Russian, is she? Isn't she like Swedish or something? Swedish.
0: Well, her mother's dead. I mean, he passed away. Well,
1: I hey, know. But the but the Russians usually put in like a little, you know, like if you're Ivan, they might call you Ivanka. <laughs> or, okay. or Dushenka or something, you know.
0: Okay. They, they well, have... I, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't want to get sued, so let's Okay. Let's keep the jokes to a minimum. Okay, sorry. Um, although they that they, family seems to have enough trouble as it is, so I don't think they're gonna this be suing is true. anybody. Yeah.
1: Not us. We don't have any money.
0: No. Anyway, okay. anyway, on to the show, our, we're going to review, we started talking in the last episode, we started talking about Tarantino's movies. Right. And, Which I
1: loved some, didn't like others.
0: Right. I think your argument was you liked his early work and not yes. so much his later work. Exactly. Okay. So I wrote down all of the movies he's written and directed. So okay. I have a list. So don't try to come in and tell me he, he directed this movie or that movie. I have a list right in front of me. Okay. And these, these are only movies that he wrote and directed. I'm not going to, we're not going to go over movies that he wrote a screenplay for mm. or that he did some rewriting on, you know, he okay. did a few of those where he did like some uncredited right. rewrites on, okay. uh, or he produced or anything, just okay. movies that he wrote and directed. There are, um, How many? nine of them. Oh, okay. So, okay. all right. First so, one, uh, Reservoir Dogs. Loved it. Okay. I thought it was okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought okay, on a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. uh it's six and a half.
2: I I don't know.
1: I, I just loved it. I loved the way he did it. Um, you know, maybe he stole the idea from somewhere else, but um I just loved how he had um first of all, everybody had their own little, you know, code names, and I loved that they were arguing over. You know, mm. who was Mr. Pink, who was Mr. Yellow, whatever. And why can't I be Mr. Brown, whatever. So I thought that was kind of funny. I could see people really doing that. You know, why do I have to be Mr. Pink? Why can't I be Mr. White? Or, you know, anyway. Okay.
0: Yeah, listen, I, I, I don't think it's a bad movie. Uh, I thought yeah. it was okay. Yeah. Um, I, I love the little some... twist. I love the twist. I had some it had some great stuff in it. Yeah. Uh, maybe six and a half is a little low. Maybe Maybe it should be a seven. Okay, I would go seven, maybe seven and a half. The I mean, movie I don't that think,
1: he, I don't think it was a ten, but a seven no, and a half. No, it's,
0: it's definitely not a ten. The movie yeah. that he took the idea from, uh, the mm. Hong Kong movie *City on Fire*, uh-huh. um, which, funny enough, he used to not talk about, but now I've noticed in interviews, he's he'll bring not, it up. He'll go, "Oh yeah, I definitely, I definitely got the idea from that movie." Because is that The last a twenty movie? minutes, yeah. the last twenty minutes of that movie is basically *Reservoir Dogs*, where the cop has been shot. Yeah, And he's undercover and he, they were holed up in this place. Uh-huh. And the one guy is like been his friend and is like trying to protect them and doesn't believe he's the cop. Yeah. And, you know, that whole thing is a lot like is, is basically Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. And he admits now, like, yes, I got the idea from that movie. Stole it. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that because you get okay. inspiration from all over and you, sure. you see something. And you go, well, I can take that idea and I can I can do better. I can. Yeah. Make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think in this case, the original movie is actually better, but that's my own okay. personal opinion. But okay, right. whatever. So next, it's it's a it's a decent movie. Next movie, yeah. Pulp Fiction. I liked
1: it at the time. I liked it at the time. <sighs> yeah, I thought I... at the time it was very innovative. I liked how they kind of jumped around a little. And uh-huh. it, it, it wasn't very linear. It was kind of you got little sections of things. And then, you uh-huh. know, at one point the people are in shorts and T-shirts and you're like, why the heck are they dressed like that? But then he goes back and you see why they're dressed like that from a different scene. So I kind of like that. And come on, it had some great really? actors. Christopher Walken was in it. I thought he was great. <laughs> I thought he was great. It just had Samuel L. Jackson thought he was wonderful. Yeah, um, I,
0: a lot of great actors. I get it. I, yeah, I get it. I okay. So when the movie came out, everyone was raving about it. Yep. I thought it was just uh, just okay. What? I didn't think I didn't think it was that great, honestly. It had a couple of good moments, but um, okay. Did you just not like Travolta? Was that it? No, Travolta was fine. Yeah, I thought he was good. The too. actors, the actors were fine. I thought I just thought the writing was a little. Um, Full of itself. Yeah. (laughs) And okay. So there's a scene in family guy where they're all stuck in a room and they're all like the the water's rising. They're all about to die. And Peter Mm -hmm. goes, I have to, I have to admit something. Mm -hmm. I never liked the Godfather. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they're all like, what, how could you not like the Godfather? It's like a perfect movie. He's like, yeah, I don't think it was that great. Uh huh. And they're like, "What?" And finally he goes, okay, it insists upon itself. It insists upon itself and they're like what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? But I kind of feel like this movie is like that. It insists upon itself. It's basically like saying, "Look at how cool I am." Okay, I see that. And I think there's stuff in that movie that is just doesn't really make a lot of sense, doesn't really I don't think it really connects together as well as everyone seems to think it does. Also, you know, he had a co-writer on that script, Roger Avery, who was like some friend of his. Uh-huh. That you never hear from anymore. Right. Um, okay.
1: So forget the story. See, say, say yeah. the story is complete shit because right. you're right. Some things never connect up. But the acting in it, Harvey Keitel, Christopher, there's a scene with Harvey Keitel where he's the cleaner. Yeah. I love that scene because in La Femme Nikita, he was the cleaner. Yes. I, I just, I loved how they kind of brought that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, they just had some great, great acting, and that's what really I really enjoyed about it. Not necessarily the story. I agree. I agree with you. The story didn't really make sense. Didn't like connect that well. You know, right. ends up kind of going nowhere. But um, I just really enjoyed all of the different acting that was so over the top in a way that I just really enjoyed. So I okay, guess that's fine. One, that's yeah. fine.
0: Listen, uh, I I might be, I'm in the minority here. A lot of people love this movie. I yeah. just thought it was uh yeah. I thought it was eh. Yeah meh. M-E-H. <laughs> meh. meh. Uh, nah. Okay. All right. <laughs> what's next? What's the next one? Jackie Brown.
1: Okay. Uh
0: I liked it. I liked um, it. Um he he took it from an Elmore Leonard novel, and it's kind of hard to mess up Elmore Leonard, although a lot of other filmmakers have. Uh-huh. Um, but this is not his story. He uh-huh. just adapted this book, uh-huh. but I thought he did. I thought he did a decent job with it. I really liked, uh, De Niro and, uh, Samuel L. Jackson in it. Yeah. Um, I liked the scene where, uh, De Niro shoots Bridget Fonda in the parking lot. You know, the scene I'm talking about.
2: No, no, I don't remember. Um,
0: that. and they, they, they what? pick up the money. Uh-huh. And they're out in the parking lot, and she's she doesn't like De Niro, and and she's like like picking at him,
2: uh huh.
0: And he's getting mad, and, uh-huh. and they go out in the parking lot and they're looking for the car, and he can't find the car, uh huh. And she's like walking behind him, and she's like, she's what? she's like teasing him. She's like, "Where's the car? You forgot where you parked the car, didn't you? Is it is it over here? Or is it over there?" And he and he he turns around, he goes, "Okay, look, I'm just going to tell you right now, just stop it, just stop, just don't anymore, okay?" Uh huh. And they keep walking, and she. She keeps picking at him, picking at him. Finally, he pulls a gun out and turns around and shoots her. And then he keeps walking. And, then, <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I love the, the part where he, he goes over like two rows over and he and he, he sees the car and he's like, see? And he like turns like he's going to tell it. see, I told you the car was over here. And it's but, but he shot her like two aisles back.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that scene because he's like. He's like, see, I, you know, it's right here, right where I told you it was. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know. Look, it's oh, things no. like that I liked. I, li- uh-huh. I, I like the actors in it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I thought it's, it's OK. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was OK, too. I liked it. OK. Kill Bill volumes one and two. So these are yeah. technically two movies, but, you know.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Some like, things I liked about it. Some things just were overdone, I think.
0: Okay, uh, Volume One, I thought was a dumpster fire.
1: <laughs> what do you mean by that?
0: I mean it was just uh, it was just total garbage. Volume One is just total garbage. Yeah, yeah. Volume Two was a hot mess, which yeah. means it's it's better. Yeah. Uh, I wish I feel like he could have combined both movies, cut it down to two hours, mm-hmm. and had a pretty solid good movie. Yep. But the fact that he was allowed to draw the story out into two movies. Yeah. The first one is just, it reminds me a lot of Pulp Fiction. He's like, I'm going to put in all this cool stuff. Yeah. That I'm just going to throw in here. And people are, you know, I'm going to yeah. have an animated segment and I'm going to have this happen. And I'm going to have this I hate fight. when they do that. Yeah. And I I feel, first of all, the story, look, he took the story from an old pulp novel called uh, The Bride War Black. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. Um that's where he got the story from. And then the rest of it is basically him throwing in everything he loves about uh, kung fu movies and yeah. uh, westerns. I just
1: hate and, when they do that. It's, it's like they just list, here's all the cool things I want to happen. Now right. let's, like, let's shove it into a movie. How are we going to make it work? Let's, let's build a story around it. I hate
2: that. You know? Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, volume 2 I thought was a little bit better. I thought, uh, I thought there were was, was some things in there I really liked. It was a, it was a couple of comedic moments. Yeah. Um you know, it, he should have just gotten rid of volume 1. It just had volume 2. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> and
0: I I think it uh I probably would have rated it higher, but the fact that volume 1 is such a complete mess makes yeah. me
2: Yeah.
0: lose my enthusiasm for volume 2. Yeah. So, anyway.
2: Okay. Oh,
0: you're
1: turning me into your onto your side here. But go <laughs>
0: ahead. <laughs>
1: I'm thinking, yeah, I see that. Okay, go ahead.
0: Death Proof, which is the his half of that grindhouse movie he did, uh, with stupid. Kurt Russell's driving the car and yeah, uh, stupid movie.
1: So, uh,
0: yeah, it, it it was not good.
1: No, I I agree. Total
2: trash.
0: I understand he likes those kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. He was trying to pay homage to those kinds of movies.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but. Nobody wants to watch those kinds of movies these days. I don't think.
2: Yeah, no.
0: So I don't know. It would have worked better as like a 10 minute short, maybe. <laughs> you know, like uh-huh. if we just did like a little mini movie, like a little yeah. 10, 15 minute movie. Yeah. Like I think that would have been good. But trying to turn this into like a full length movie.
1: Yeah. Just dragged it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and I don't think there was enough story. they to really drag it out like that. I agree. I
2: thought a lot of the scenes seem to run on
0: like like a lot of the scenes seem to be just sort of running on of like, let me just fill this up with dialogue to add the time a little bit. Yeah. Like I said, good 10 minute, 15 minute movie would have been fine. But yeah. Uh, Inglorious Bastards.
1: Okay, I did kind of like that one.
0: Uh, I think it was up to that point. It's his best movie up to that point.
1: Okay, I did Uh, like it.
0: I I really liked it. I, yeah, I, I did too. Yeah. I liked the characters. I liked the actors in it. Mm-hmm. I liked the little twists and turns. It's very mm-hmm. linear. So I like that. He's not jumping yep. around all over the place like he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brad Pitt, I thought, was great in it. I thought he was great.
1: So do you think do you think he grew as a movie writer director? Or do you think the actors just pulled him along with their acting and they did a good job? So he looked good.
0: I think it's a combination of things. I think um, he had some great actors in there who kind of maybe helped him do better work. Yeah. Uh, not to say he didn't have great actors in his early movies, but right. one thing I've noticed about him, and, and I'm, I'm, going, I'm just going on interviews, but it seemed like his early movies, he was very strict about, okay, this is what the script is, and stick to the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I've noticed his later movies, he starts to let the actors improvise a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, that's always smart. Yeah, if you got
1: good actors, it is.
0: right. I, I mean, I heard him say in an interview that he thought De Niro was like the greatest actor ever. Like he's mm-hmm. a genius because he said, when he's playing a character, he is that character. And he said, so if he's going to do something in a scene, he's only doing what the character would do. Yeah. Um, but I know that he's he let. Actors in later movies improvise because I've heard mm-hmm. Brad Pitt and and uh, DiCaprio talk in interviews about little things that they improvise. Bruce Stern talked about little uh, yeah improv things he did in uh-huh. um, *Hateful Eight and and uh, *Once Upon a Time in Hollywood*. So yeah. I think that he's kind of loosened up. You know, by the time he gets to *Inglourious Bastards*, he's kind of loosened up a little bit. Now he's yeah. sort of is letting the actors bring something to the role rather than just saying just say these lines. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This is just my opinion. I don't know, but yep. it is—it is a pretty good movie, I think. It is. I think the other thing is that he probably figured this is the only World War II movie he's going to do, so he's going to—he's yeah. going to he's try and put like a lot of good stuff in there, but keep it like as all part of like one story rather than jumping around like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, three more to go. All right. All right. Django Unchained. Didn't like it. That was crap. <laughs>
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't get it. I, I, yeah. Jamie Fox I thought was good. Yep. DiCaprio I thought was good. Yeah. Samuel Jackson I thought was good. Mm-hmm. No, come on. You didn't think DiCaprio was good? I I don't like him as an actor. So yeah. But
1: seriously, but he, yes, seriously. he's seriously
0: good. He's good. Yeah. Eh, no, I don't think so. Do you know that he actually cut? He actually broke that glass in that scene and cut his hand, and he still kept going. He was. He's, he's actually really bleeding in that scene when he breaks the glass <laughs> uh-huh. and he looks at it and he sees the blood on it and then he, uh-huh. he keeps going uh-huh. that actually happened he really did cut his hand okay so so he's a method actor <laughs>
1: yeah I, I just don't think he's that great of an actor
0: okay well this is gonna be a fun. i know the discussion because i think you're crazy to think he's okay. not a great actor
1: all right so let's that's a different discussion so let's
0: okay let's go <clears throat> on I think uh, the problem is that the the whole story doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So the bounty hunter frees the slave so he can use the slave to help him track down somebody. Right. And in return, he's like, you help me out. We make Mm -hmm. some money. Mm -hmm. Then I'll help you go and I'll get your wife from this guy. Right. Because his wife is a slave that's owned by DiCaprio's character. Yeah. Yeah. Calvin Candy. Um. Mm-hmm. The whole thing about Calvin Candy is that at no point does he I mean, he's he's not a he's not a good guy, but he's not right. really an evil guy either. He's just a, a rich guy with slaves. Right. And looks upon slaves as sort of less than human. Yeah.
2: Like, although animals, he treats Samuel
0: L. Jackson better. But, yeah. you know, yeah, um, they could have just gone to him and said, look, uh, you have a particular slave we want to buy. You know, well, let's make a deal.
1: Yeah, but I thought the whole point of it was that he
0: didn't want to sell.
1: He for some reason really wanted to keep that slave.
0: It seemed like there was really no reason why he wouldn't want to sell her. He she was she was nothing sure. special to him either. He had a yeah. he had a lots of slaves. Especially uh, if I, they
1: offered him enough money, I'm sure right. he would they, have been like, "Sure, why not."
0: They go to him to act like they're they're buying slaves to fight. They're turning yeah. them into like fighters. Yeah. And they want to make a deal on this one other one. And then and he's like, Oh, by the way, we also like her too. Can you throw her into they could have just yeah. gone and said, I made a deal with this guy, you own somebody that he's married to. Yeah. We want to buy her from you. Um, how much? What's it gonna take? Yeah. Yeah. And there was no point where where it seemed like DiCaprio's character would go, No, 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 no. Yeah. It wasn't like he was in love with a slave. It wasn't like he, he, she was anything special to him. So there was really no reason for the whole, uh, act. Right. And then when they find out that there, there's this whole act, that's when DiCaprio gets mad. And yeah, I don't know. He's yeah. He does his little scene. And I don't know the story to me just didn't make sense. They should have added something in there to be like, why, why would this guy not want to sell her? Right. Right. That would have made more sense. And then, uh, christoph waltz shooting dicaprio knowing that his yeah. men are gonna like kill him like it yeah. was just a stupid move why would he even do that i mean yeah that was tarantino's way of like going wouldn't it be funny if he just like he goes to shake his hand and he pulls the gun Shoot out and them. shoots him and yeah makes no sense to me and, and yeah. waltz should have been a smarter character than that
2: yeah i agree
0: The whole movie just kind of falls apart on me. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
1: No, I agree. I didn't really care for it. I I just didn't see anything to the story at all. Hateful Eight. Yeah. I thought that was kind of like The Magnificent Seven. I thought he just pretty much, you know, ripped off The Magnificent Seven. So,
0: I don't know. I didn't really care for it. It was almost a good movie, I thought. Almost. 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 I thought it was a good idea. It was a good story these characters go into this place, they're going to be snowed in. Mm-hmm. And then there's evidence of like, yeah, maybe some people are the, that are there are not who they appear to be. Yeah. And then when he kind of stops the movie, this is where he uses the time jump, I think pretty well, where he, he sort of restarts the movie again mm-hmm. to see the original sets of characters coming to that place and say, yeah. they really are. And as they, they get set up waiting for the stagecoach to get there. Yeah, Because uh, the guy wants to rescue his sister, who's Kurt Russell is taking to town to yeah.
2: have
0: her hung. <laughs> but it really kind of becomes a big mess by the end of it.
1: Yeah. Everybody's shooting. Everybody, you know, yeah.
0: It's almost like he has this great setup, and then he kind of writes himself into a corner. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and then says, it's okay, just like...
0: What
2: yeah. next? Yeah.
0: Right. And then it just becomes like a festival of people getting killed in like spectacular yeah. ways
1: yeah it's almost like oh there goes another one. Oh, there he goes like too it. yeah
0: there's some good scenes um i like some of the interplay between some of the characters like samuel jackson between him and bruce stern bruce stern is yeah. the uh confederate soldier and jackson fought for the the north and you know their their little uh interplay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Jamie Lee Curtis? Not Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Jennifer Jason Leigh. Yeah. Odd to see her in that movie. It was odd. <laughs> don't see much of her anymore. I saw her in something recently where I almost didn't recognize her. Uh-oh. No, it wasn't in a bad way. It's just she played such an odd character. I can't remember what, though. Anyway, I'm getting off the subject. The yeah. movie is uh, it, It's it's not very good. I, I yeah. think it, it had potential, but it kind of loses it and i think by the end of the movie it kind of lost all its goodwill that i i had for it
1: yeah okay so it's the last one the um hollywood once upon a
0: time on hollywood yes
1: loved loved, loved it but you know what one scene i really loved <laughs> what was was when brad pitt okay this was actually a line i heard in an interview with brad pitt where mm-hmm. he said in his early days
0: um yeah i know i know the story oh
1: okay so you could tell the story you'll probably tell it better
0: Go ahead. Well, That's where the, they got
1: that line from.
0: Well, yeah, this is this is also where I heard that he lost some of the uh, imp- improvising because yeah. he said in an interview that he and DiCaprio would get together before they started filming. They were getting together, and they would sort of kind of like work out little you know lines between each other and kind of yeah. like go through the script and stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: So this is how I know Tarantino now is not as strict about sticking to his mm-hmm. script. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, Brad Pitt said that... There's a scene in it where he says to DiCaprio's character, he says, hey, you're Rick f- fucking Dalton. Right. Don't forget that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the line? That's the
1: line. You're Rick fucking Dalton. Don't forget that.
0: Right. And it it's kind of like his way of boosting up his, his buddy. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was his boss, but he was also kind of his buddy, too. But he yeah. worked for DiCaprio, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, he said... He got that line because when he was a young actor starting off in Hollywood, he was like going to auditions and and he had some friend living with him and the friend was kind of like a deadbeat. Yeah,
2: yeah it was, it
1: was like just the kind of living like there.
0: He wasn't yeah. working. Yeah, he was a smoking pot all day. He wasn't yeah. working, laying on yeah. the couch. He said he was almost like the guy in uh, uh, True Romance that they played. Yeah. Brad Uh, Where he was just stoned all the time, and he's like the guy, like just basically was just like living off of him. And he said every once in a while he'd think to himself, "I gotta kick this guy out." Yeah. But there'd be days where he would feel really down about himself, and he'd come in and he'd be like, "Ah, I can't take on these auditions. I'm not getting anything."
2: Yeah.
0: And he said the guy would say to him, "Hey, you're Brad fucking Pitt. Don't ever forget that."
2: Yeah.
0: And he said it would make (laughs) it would encourage his ego. Yeah. Right. So that's how he got that. He got the idea for that line.
2: Yeah.
0: Right.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, now, I love that. I love that part too.
1: I love the movie, but I do feel that Tarantino disrespected Bruce Lee. Okay. <laughs> I feel that he disrespected him, and I am a big Bruce Lee fan. He had Bruce Lee act like an idiot, and there's no way Brad Pitt ever could have beat up Bruce Lee. No way. That's all <laughs> I got to say about that.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, a couple of things. Uh, I, I, I understand why that scene upsets you. But, yes. Okay. For one thing, the fight is stopped. They don't really finish the fight. Right. So but maybe Bruce Lee, his, he throws
1: him into the, the side of the car. He throws
0: him into the car and puts a big dent in the car. it, Yeah. But that's when that, the fight gets stopped. Yeah. But you never know. Bruce Lee might have gotten up and just Kicks kicked his, his ass. ass
1: right? Yeah. He would have, he would have done it in the beginning. Right. Well, first of all, Bruce Lee was a very humble person. He didn't go around starting fights and he didn't go around bragging. And he wouldn't have he just wouldn't have done this. That's my whole point.
0: Okay. He was very Zen. I feel like that's Bruce Lee the way like uh those people were like the the Manson family in the movie. Then <laughs> that it's it's an alternate universe uh-huh side of things because uh-huh. none of those things actually happened. So this is Tarantino's alternate reality of events. So well, he
1: should have picked a different person because Bruce <laughs> Lee was disrespected in this movie and he shouldn't have been anyway.
0: I thought you're going to say what? that you didn't like the 20 minutes of driving scenes he had or just Brad Pitt's just driving around Hollywood. And, you know, I like Brad Pitt.
1: So that was, that was fine. Oh, sorry about that. Hang on.
0: What, what, what the hell? Apparently your dog does too. <laughs> sorry sorry about that no problem you're gonna, you're gonna <clears throat> yes yes that i'll edit this section out don't worry about okay. it anyway
1: <laughs> it's the mailman dropping stuff pull off
0: she doesn't like him
1: no i, I didn't thought... mind him driving around i thought that was kind of funny and i like yeah, but Brad's some head, it was so... just
0: like it's like how long is he going to be driving around for it's like he's <laughs> Like, yeah, why are we true. why, why are we got to see him driving so much? Because like, he I understand. was
1: stretching it out, stretching yeah, it out. Yeah, you
0: but know, he didn't have to stretch it out so much. I get it. He's driving somewhere. I get it. Yeah. How'd you like um, the scene with the flat tires? Yeah, I, I liked everything in the movie, really. Okay. Um, I loved that scene, too. Well, okay. Yeah. Two things. Two things I didn't like. Um, okay. I, I didn't like the long driving scenes. Uh-huh. Because I was just like, hurry up and fucking get there already. <laughs> yeah. And two is also the scene where uh, the one guy who's supposed to be Steve McQueen is like explaining like the relationship status. He's like, OK, see her. She was married to him mm-hmm. and now she's married to him. Mm-hmm. OK, I don't believe Steve McQueen was ever at some party where he was talking about someone else's love life. I think yeah, Steve I'm sure that's true.
2: Yeah. Too busy sure you're
0: right. trying to hit on women himself. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that part Didn't ring true. The the way that Bruce Lee getting like thrown into a car didn't ring Mm -hmm. true for you. Yeah. Steve McQueen giving exposition to some no name and a party didn't ring true for me. But yeah, that was Tarantino's way of dropping some information into the movie.
2: Yeah.
0: Of of how uh, Sharon Tate was.
2: Yeah. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Okay. You didn't think DiCaprio was great in this movie?
1: Okay. I did. I did think he was great in this particular movie because he played a weasel. <laughs>
0: okay, he but he's he,
1: he,
0: not he a weasel, he, really. He's just an a insecure wimp. actor in the movie. Yeah. And he, I he, thought he did that great. The, little, the way he had like a little bit of a stutter mm-hmm. when he was playing the guy and then when he went mm-hmm. to a scene in a movie and he didn't mm-hmm. have the stutter anymore. Mm-hmm. I like that he was kind of a wimpy
1: guy and that he was also low self-esteem. And yeah, I like that. Um, I thought okay. he did really well in this. I usually don't like him in movies. He seems very arrogant and um, stuck up. But um, I just think he's not as good an actor as most people think. However, in this movie, I thought
0: maybe just playing off Brad Pitt, he just did really well. That scene where he like breaks the tape recorder in the trailer—that was all improvised, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. just told him. Just he said, "I just want you to go in there and just have like a little breakdown." That was good. That was and, good, you know, whatever. And you just make up whatever, whatever you say, you're just gonna make it up. So yeah. that was all him. I thought that was pretty good. Okay, the one shining moment in his career. <laughs> <laughs> really, the Aviator.
2: Yeah, well, oh, uh, they're it, right. He was
0: great in that. Okay. No, not really. Uh, Did you see the Revenant? I did.
1: Okay, I did like that one. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but All the right, problem is, he's not a fantastic actor. He's just a good actor. He's good, but he's not like, he's not Brad Pitt. Okay. He's not Harvey Keitel. Okay. He's not look, De Niro. Look,
0: I can't believe you're going to try and tell me Brad Pitt's a better actor. Brad Pitt oh, is a Pitt good is. actor. He is a good actor. But what movies, I could name on one hand the number of movies where he hasn't played Brad Pitt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Brad Pitt is a great actor, <laughs> even if he's just acting Brad Pitt. But look, this, I would watch a movie. Been... I would watch a movie with Brad Pitt any day over one with uh Leo. That's all I can say about because that. Because you you
0: like him as a person better than you like Leo. I do. But that doesn't mean he's a better actor. It just means you like. Him better no, as he kind of is.
1: I just I don't even like the people Leo acts as. Okay, maybe that's it. I just don't like who he acts as. Okay,
0: but like Brad Pitt like okay, 12 Monkeys he played uh, loved great. it. He, he did oh, great good. in that. Yeah, uh, California where he played the serial killer, dude. I thought
1: that was good too. Yeah.
0: And then uh what was that movie where he played a boxer?
1: Oh, I don't know. Snash. I'm thinking I don't I don't I don't think I saw that one. I saw Thelma and Louise. I thought he did good in that.
0: Kind of playing Brad Pitt in that movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. But hey, um, I like Brad Pitt, so what can I say? <laughs>
0: I just feel like most of those movies, he's playing Brad Pitt, which hey, I like Brad Pitt. Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Uh, Kind of seemed like Brad Pitt to me. Okay, but it was a cute Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Okay. Uh, um. All and right. So we, well, we was... agree
1: on some movies. We disagree on others, but I don't
0: know. All in all, I, I felt think. Like, I feel like we agreed on most of them. Um, most of them. We just dis- disagree over who's a better actor, DiCaprio or Pitt, but. Okay. Right, we can disagree on that. Okay. Okay. All right. So, commercial? Yeah, commercial time. Okay. Uh, same sponsor, Vintage City Publishing. Pays the bills. Okay. Holy shit. Autumn Moon. I know you read this book. I did. Oh my god, I got so good. All right. It starts off the first half, it's like, they're introducing this character, he's introducing that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, okay, you know, when the werewolf's gonna do something. Yeah. And then, like, it's like all the plot comes together, like half yeah. the book, and then like the town's fighting the werewolves. Yep. <laughs> Loved it.
2: Loved yeah,
0: it's it. like, it started off as like, I don't know, I, I felt like it was going to be like this gothic suspense novel. Mm-hmm. Nothing's really happening, you're just introducing people. You, yeah. You, and then it becomes like uh, the Alamo at the end there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Great book, Autumn Moon by Slade Grayson. Love it. If you love werewolves, this is the book for you. Definitely. Definitely.
1: I'd love to. OK, I can't remember the name of the character. Maybe you remember the guy who gets with the is it the deputy girl? Yes. Loved that little interaction with those two. Uh, I and David. That, yes. Oh, yes. my God. That was so cute. So funny. And yes. um, I hope they made it. That's all I can say. <laughs> I hope they made it. I mean, it kind of leaves it up in the air whether they did or not. But I, I really hope they did.
0: All right. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> they were great. All right. Anyway, I don't, uh, this isn't supposed to be a commercial for that book. It's supposed to be a commercial for the publisher, Vintage okay. City Publishing. But uh, check out these books by Slade Grayson, Timothy Johnson, Nick DeWolf. They're on Amazon. On a Moon is the one I'm just finishing up now by Slade Grayson. And mm-hmm. I really dig it. I read, I loved this other one, his superhero book, Kill yep. Your Heroes. Yep. So, uh, Vintage City Publishing, check them out. Yep. That's the commercial.
2: Okay. Good commercial.
0: Maybe, maybe they'll write something for me to read at some point.
2: Oh, maybe.
0: <laughs> I mean, for the commercial, I mean. Yeah, no, I they're, know. They're, they're, I, write, they're, they're, they're writing books for me to read. Writing books for
1: you to read. I need for the them to commercial.
0: write a commercial. You need
1: the print. Got yeah,
0: it. So I can just read it without just winging it like I've been doing. Okay. Okay, my rant comedy and cancel culture. Oh, yeah. So you hear this a lot, right? You can't say anything <laughs> nowadays, you can't make a joke about anything. I know. Okay, ridiculous. but ridiculous. here's my feeling. I think but that's not really true. Really? Yes. I feel that this has been the way it's been forever. Really. For Topeka example, News. Topeka yeah. News mm-hmm. wrote this. Uh, they wrote, I don't, I don't have the the line in front of me, but basically they wrote, "This is the death of comedy. You can't, uh, you can't parody anything anymore." Mm -hmm. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but this is what they wrote. You know when they Mm -hmm. wrote that? No. 1903. Wow. The reason why they wrote that was because some groups were coming out and saying, we don't like being made fun of these vaudeville acts and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in comic strips, this Mm -hmm. was Irish immigrants, Italian immigrants. Oh. Saying uh, Jewish people saying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they didn't like being parried. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: this is what That's what the newspaper wrote And and this is before um, You know, Mae West spent 10 days in jail Because of something she said No, I didn't know
2: that Wow Uh,
0: This is before Lenny Bruce and George Carlin and Richard Pryor Getting arrested for Saying things All kinds of stuff, yeah Danny Thomas in the 1950s (gasps) Was claiming that He uh, was getting tired of being told What he could joke about and not joke about yeah. My point is, this has been going on forever. It, it's always been this way of like, you can't say anything anymore. You, can't don't, joke you, about-
1: think it, you don't think it's gotten worse, though, now, especially with social, me- social media, because now you say one little thing and it's worldwide in seconds that you said this.
0: Well, it's true. There is a cancel culture, but I don't feel that it really applies that much to comedians and celebrities in general. Now, there is that case of that woman that she worked for a uh, PR firm
2: but mm-hmm.
0: she made a bad joke and she put it on Twitter and she was flying to Africa. Do you know the story I'm talking I, about?
1: I do know this story, yeah. By
0: and the by time the time she, time she landed, it. she yeah. had lost her job and yep. she had like thousands of people sending her hate, like, hate, hate messages. Hate mail, yeah, hate messages. Now, it is true you could, uh, you could have something like that happen to you. Yeah. But you don't put anything on the internet that – you're going to regret later, you know, you got to think about it. that sometimes
1: other people put it on, like you're, okay, Joan Rivers used to make fun of everybody, and right. she got away with it because she made fun of everybody. She didn't pick out one single group. She made fun of Jews, which she was Jewish. She mm-hmm. made fun of gays. She made fun of lesbians. She made fun of, Italians, she made fun of Italians. She made fun of everybody. Sure. So they accepted it. Oh, that's just Joan. But now you pick one and make fun of them, and that's it. Like, Look at Kevin Hart. He made some joke 10 years ago and he apologized for it. And then Oscars, the Oscars said, listen, we had to do these background checks and we check social media and we see that this comment you made 10 years ago, we need you to come out and apologize for it. And he said, I'm not going to keep apologizing. I'm not going to apologize again for something I said 10 years ago and apologized for. I'm not going to keep apologizing. And so they were like, OK, well, you can't be on the Oscars. Okay, I mean,
0: but he didn't lose his career over it. He just lost a job. Well, he could have
1: lost his career if other places were like, "Hey, Oscars won't take him. We should watch it,"
0: you know? I f- I think that the most anybody loses nowadays is they lose work. They don't Yeah, but that's important. Work's works, you know, that's that's how no, people live. When, I think that's not, not when you're already a millionaire, though.
1: Okay, but not everybody's a millionaire to get
0: canceled, <laughs> you know. Uh I mean the thing is is that comedy is always evolving. Yes, we used to be able to make jokes about this and that and nowadays you can't. You can't.
1: Well, yeah. even fat shaming, even if you you make a fat joke now, people are like, "Oh, that's fat shaming. You're a bully, you're this, you're that." Now, don't get me wrong, I hate fat
2: jokes. And and <laughs> yeah. I don't think
1: you should fat shame anybody, but I just think we've gone overboard the other way where we're just, you know, you don't they don't even want you to say gay in Florida. To the kids, you know, if you're a teacher, you're not allowed to explain to them anything about homosexuality or being gay or well, anything that's,
0: like that. You're right, but that political thing with DeSantis down in Florida—I mean, that's that's whole—it's just
1: going that way with this culture
0: um, right now. I mean, but that's that's the conservative side of things. Yeah, the, the supposed woke side that gets offended every little thing—that's yeah. the opposite end of that, though. Dave Chappelle made some jokes about trans. Yeah. A lot of uproar about it. He's Mm -hmm. still working. He's still got his specials on Netflix. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Louis C.K. Okay, but they were already
1: famous. They were already famous when they made those jokes. What about new comedians that are just coming out and trying to be funny? And, you know, I think the thing is, is that
0: you can find other ways to be funny. I can't remember who the comedian was, but (gasps) he. Oh, that's dog. What is with your damn dog? Hang on. Sarah's putting her away. Good. I would just say putting it away or putting her down? Putting her away. in her. She's know. going in her room to be quiet. There was a comedian who, I can't remember who it was, but I heard him in a saying on an interview, he made a joke. He had a joke in his act where he used the word, the R word. And I'll, I'll use it now because hopefully nobody will get me offended, but he used the word retard hmm. And a woman came up to him after the show and said, you know, I really loved your act. But when you use that word, it offended me because I had somebody in her family was mentally Retarded. disabled. Oh, OK. <laughs> OK. <laughs> they don't like you to use that word anymore. It's like, I know, using, but Ralphie uh, May
1: uses it all the time. Or he I did. know,
0: but they don't like that word. Just like they don't like the word. Uh, um, what do you call it? Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Oh, they don't like they don't like you using the word midget either.
1: Yeah, I know that.
0: And I'm not even going to use the N-word. I'm just going to say N-word. Okay. They really don't like to use, use that. So there's certain words they don't like you using anymore. Even I know just... I know some people that don't like you using the word schizo.
1: And I use it all the time. But some people are like, Oh yeah, I'm just I'm just having a schizo day or I have a schizo personality. I know people that are highly offended by that. But you know are they crazy? <laughs> they're crazy. They're schizophrenic and they don't okay. like people using that word
0: okay well what's the alternative to that I say nuts (laughs) they're nuts okay but no but but here's my point if if you're a comedian and you use a word in your act and someone comes Uh up to you and says you know I was I really wish you hadn't used that word yeah if they can't think of a better way to tell that joke without using that word then Mm -hmm. they're not really doing their job very well and and two, true Okay, I'll agree with that. It, the ones that go, you know what? I'm going to double down now. Now I'm, I'm going to say that word a lot because mm-hmm. you can't
1: tell me what to do. They're just being an asshole. You know, Wanda Sykes told a story about how um, she did one of her concert concerts and she talked a lot about being gay and being in a homosexual relationship and having kids and, you know, yeah. having two mommies and everything. And a- she said afterwards, somebody came up to her and said how that was very offensive and she said, what kind of show did you think you were coming to? I'm a black gay woman in a, in a homosexual affair. What kind of you know concert did you think you were coming to? And I think that's okay. true. If you're going to a comedian who is known for doing those kind of jokes, what do you
2: expect?
0: Well, I'm not saying they can't say it. What I'm saying is mm-hmm. there's two ways they can handle it. They could try to find a better word to use mm-hmm. or they just keep doing it. But. They shouldn't get upset if people go. You know what? Uh, fuck that person. They they're just being offensive and yeah. But I don't think anyone's losing their career. They might lose work. Louis C.K. Yeah. lost lost his that movie he was doing or did that never got released because of what he. But he's still going out and touring now. But it was because of what he did, not what he said, right? Right. But I'm talking about this is cancel culture. You know, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm talking about yeah. people are being canceled supposedly. Okay. Mel Gibson still working. I mean, he's not a comedian, but although well, his rant was pretty funny.
1: I saw I saw the Netflix show with um Chris Rock and he said this is actually kind of funny. Um, mm-hmm. He said that there's a difference between some people will not listen to R. Kelly's music anymore because, you know, he's a pervert. He's a child mm-hmm. molester. He said the only difference between him and Michael Jackson. Is one of them does better songs, <laughs> right? So right. people still listen to Michael Jackson
0: songs. The thing is, I think that you can grow as a performer. Mm-hmm. If, if the comedians are like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna double down and just yeah. do, just gonna keep doing this no matter what," I think that okay. So when Eddie Murphy did his first special, I saw I was a kid. Yeah, I thought it was friggin' hilarious. I did too. I remember going to school, and I remember classmates mm-hmm. imitating the routine. Yeah. And we would all laugh. And Catholic I school then? It... <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: okay. No.
0: Was, this was actually when I was going to ECPI. Okay. Um, but there was a guy who could like do the act word for word. And I, yeah. I remember watching it over and over again when I was on HBO. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was friggin hysterical. And then I didn't watch it for several decades. Yeah. And then uh, my my last ex-wife,
2: mm-hmm.
0: number two, uh huh. Um, she had never seen it, and we were going through the bit where we were watching old stand-up specials. Yeah. So we got the little disc from Netflix. Came in the mail. Uh-oh. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, can't Eddie Murphy delirious? Oh yeah, this thing's yeah. friggin' funny. Yeah. And I put it on, and you were like, Well, not so funny. And he goes into his r- routine about faggots. Yeah. Faggot this, and faggot that, and you know it yeah. would be a funny faggot. Yeah. And I remember feeling sick and my yeah. stomach going yeah i used to yeah. laugh hysterically at this and now yeah I, I... not so funny now yeah and and the look on my ex's face <laughs> yeah and like i'm like that. okay if we just get past this part he starts talking about his family and his dad <laughs> his drunk dad uh-huh. and, and his aunt who reminds him of sasquatch uh-huh. and i'm like it's gonna it's he's gonna get off of this Uh huh. but you know a good part of that act is him making fun of gay people and calling them faggots and how, uh, you know,
2: I,
1: I had Joan, I heard Joan Rivers on an interview one time, and this is kind of going towards what you were saying about them changing their act. Um, -hmm. she used to do this, this joke about, um, Willie Nelson and, you know, being dirty and not showering and stuff. Yeah. And, um, she said she got a letter from Willie Nelson's daughter, saying please stop making that joke about my dad being dirty and not showering it's very hurtful and it upsets me and Mm -hmm. joan said i never did that joke again i i keep it out of my act i don't say anything bad about willie nelson because i'm i'm not really trying to hurt people right i'm you know it's a joke it's funny but if if i'm hurting people then it's not a good joke and i'll change to something else and so i just really respect people who do that kind of like what you said where they'll Change the wording or change the actor, whatever, to not be as offensive.
0: Well, I think in the 80s, it was considered normal to make fun of gay people. Yeah. I mean, back in, in the 70s and 80s, you know, there were movies where they make jokes about it. You know, the sure. joke is always like, uh, uh, you think that person's gay over there? And you yeah. know, that person acts really effeminate. And then it's. Yeah. Um, if Eddie Murphy was touring nowadays, he wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't he do, wouldn't do like it. No. Nope. No, so he does
1: jokes about being a dad and having all those kids,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think like comedy's got to evolve and it's got to mm-hmm. change with the times, and things yeah. that you could have done 10, 20 years ago, you just can't yeah. do nowadays. And you know, um, there's a good quote from a writer that I really liked, uh, Harlan Ellison, yeah, who passed away a few years ago and um, was a very problematic person. He did a lot of great things and he also did a lot of shitty things. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to like say he was a great person. I think even he would have admit that he wasn't. But someone brought up something that he had written many years before where it was uh, he, something about like, don't you think like something like this nowadays, like if you were write something like this nowadays, it would be offensive. Mm-hmm. And he said something along the lines of... Um, Ideally, we, we've worked to create a world in which the people that come after us will regard us as monsters. And I think that's a good example. Like I'm saying about the Eddie Murphy thing, where like back in the '80s, mm-hmm. I'd watch that and I would laugh my ass off. And nowadays, uh, yeah, humor humor like that uh, is just not acceptable. I would not find it funny, and it yeah, would, would, like upset me. Yeah. So I think like that's kind of what I'm getting at. I I don't I. I Cancel so are culture. you for
1: or against cancel culture?
0: <laughs> well, I'm not against anyone's life being ruined unless they're like a really horrible person like Kevin Spacey or Bill Cosby or, um, something, somebody like that. I don't care uh-huh. because there's yeah. terrible people. Uh-huh. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm not even, a bi- I don't even like it. Mel Gibson anymore.
2: Yeah.
1: Woody Allen. No,
0: not a big fan anymore.
1: Yeah, me too. I won't, I won't watch one of his movies.
0: I don't care. Um, I don't even really I never really like Louis CK very much but the, the fact that he's a creep in real life yeah just adds to that. I never really thought his stuff was very funny anyway. Zan, yeah. drugs and alcohol don't turn you into a racist person. You're already a racist. It I agree. Brings you just lose filters.
1: that filter. Yeah, you just lose that right. filter and say what you're really thinking.
0: So, they lose work. I I it doesn't really bother me, but yeah. You know, is that really being canceled? Cancel to me is like um, there's that woman in Iran who's a comedian,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and she made some jokes about the government, and they, they put her in jail. Yeah. That's being canceled. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that, there was such an outpouring from around the world that they actually let her go. They actually oh. released her. Oh. But if word hadn't gone out about it, you never would have heard from her again. That's true. She would have just rotted in jail. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's real cancel culture, as far as I'm concerned. And yep. the, the government comes and like throws you in jail. That's being canceled.
2: Yeah. But not right, being right. able to
0: hold the os host the Oscars. Yeah. Or uh, or losing a part in a movie. Yeah. Or you know you, your whatever you're, you this college campus doesn't want you to come there and do your act. Yeah. That's just losing work. I don't really feel like that's being canceled. And I think like, yeah. comedians should um. You know, either find ways to like do the same joke, but do it in a way that's not gonna like hurt somebody's feelings, or just don't do it. But if you're gonna do it and you're gonna piss some people off, uh-huh. You gotta be prepared to take the hit.
2: Yeah. I that's great. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay. So here's here's my rant. Okay. Okay. It's about buying clothes online. So right. it seems that nowadays you know, they don't have a lot of I mean, aside from going to like Walmart or Target or whatever, you know, to find a decent clothing store with some nice clothes that fit you. I mean, you can go to the mall. I don't happen to live near a great big mall that has a lot of options. Um, so I buy most of my clothes online. Right. Um, you know, I'll go to Macy's. Macy's usually has some decent things. Um, if I happen to be near um, a big mall like the Mall of America or something, um, yeah. then great. I would go in, I'd look at the fashion, I'd try things on, I'd see what looks good on me, what, you know, it doesn't always kinda, just because it looks good on the hanger, doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna look good on you. Maybe it maybe it's too short, too long, too wide, maybe the waistline is down low or too high or whatever. Um, so I've been buying a lot of my clothes online. Well. The problem with doing that, the big problem is sometimes you'll see ads for really cool looking clothes. And you're like, wow, this this bathing suit looks wonderful, so cute. And you click, okay, let's let me buy this bathing suit. I need a new bathing suit. And it's it's a reasonable mm-hmm. price. Say it's right. like $19 or something. So I see this fantastic looking bathing suit. It's black and white. And I'm like This looks beautiful on her. Um, You know, I'm going to go ahead and buy it. If I don't like it, I'll send it back. So I get it in the mail like six weeks later because unbeknownst to me, it's coming from China. (laughs) Okay. And I bought like extra large. All right. So I'm thinking extra large should be fine. I get it. And it must have been made. It came from China. It must have been made for very, very tiny, tiny women. (laughs) i put it on it did fit but i looked like an orca whale in it the white stripe was so wide it was most of my front and then two little black panels on the sides so i looked ridiculous in this bathing suit so what looked good online looked just stupid on me so i sent it back meanwhile you have to you have to pay to post it back most of the time sometimes no but most of the time you're paying postage to send it back and get your refund six weeks later. Okay. So I, I start looking up stories of different things, you know, that people order online. Cause you want good reviews before you start ordering from these places. And I start seeing, you know, this is what I ordered and you see this beautiful taffeta dress. And the person says, this is what I got. And she gets this handful of fabric that's just kind of stitched together in some weird box kind of shape. And it's just totally different than what it looked like in the picture. Or I bought a couple of shirts that looked great. I put them on. They fit great. They were see-through. The, the material was so right. thin, it must have been like knit together by little silk spiders or something because hmm. it was totally see-through. So I'm like, I can't ever wear this, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm old now. I can't be wearing these see-through shirts. <laughs> so I have to send it back. I'm like this yeah. is a pain. I buy stuff, I'm sending it back. I've got clothes in transit now. Some so I ordered a shirt, it came down to my knees. You know? I'm like this is just ridiculous. How, how can you buy decent clothes online and be assured that you're going to get something that either fits or the material's good? or the sizing is right or you know whatever you can't but now everything seems to be moving online you know between Amazon and some of these other fashion houses that are selling all their stuff online it's a good idea in a right. way you know you want to sit there and click 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 oh I've got my whole winter wardrobe or summer wardrobe but the fact is unless you can go and touch it and taste it and, and put it on and look in a mirror and see how it really looks you're just taking a chance and you know it's it's a hassle to get this stuff and then have to return it and you know then you're just looking for something else that you might have to return it's a pain i think we need better clothing places maybe here in the us they know our sizes better. better um, because i'm telling you extra large from china is not extra large in the usa so i mean there i think 5xl is probably extra large in the usa so well, so yeah. that's my rant Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I think if you're buying clothes and it's made in China, then that you're going to. Um, the problem to is you don't always
1: that. know. You don't always know. They'll have some American-sounding name like Fashion House, right? Or, you know, they don't say like Yu-Gi-Oh's Clothing Closet or something. You know, it's like Fashion House or Fashion Now, or you know,
0: something like that. But um... so, uh, I mean, I just look. I understand your point. Uh, the GF goes through this a lot too. She buys stuff online. You know, you you never know what you can get in the mail. I think like if you're, if you're buying from somebody you never heard of before, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're buying from the loft or something like that, um, then maybe you kind of know what you're getting. But if you're buying from some place you never heard of, then probably I would say you can pretty much count on It being kind of crappy.
1: Well, so here's okay so not necessarily clothes now this is just anything okay so i'm i'm posting on facebook i'm looking on facebook and i see this ad for this migraine pen and it's supposed to give you a little like electrical shock almost so that it it um you know not not really a shock but it just makes your muscle jump so supposedly it gets rid of migraines because you take it and you use it on your forehead and it helps with migraines. And and of course they have, you know, reviews from people. Oh, this is so wonderful, so happy I bought this. This works wonderfully well. I have arthritis. I use it on my hands, you know, it takes care of the pain. It's supposed to be like a mini acupuncture thing, but there's no needle. So you know, 2995. I'm like, okay, let me try it. You know, what I mean, really, 2995, acupuncture like tool. It you know. If it doesn't work, I'll send it back. So I get it. It's this little plastic piece of, it looks like an empty pen. Right. And I look inside, there's no insides. There's nothing in there, okay? Not right. even a place for a battery. There's nothing. There's a spring and then the cap. That's it, okay? So I'm like, there's no on button. There's just nothing. So I write to the company. And I I take a picture of it and I say, this is obviously, you know, a mistake because I got this thing that there's no innards in it. There's no working parts. So I want my money back. Now, I ordered it. It got shipped to me from New Jersey, got it within like two days. So they're like, oh, fine. Return it to us. You have to pay for shipping. Return it to us in our London office and we'll (laughs) refund your money. Mm -hmm. I'm like. I, I gotta pay shipping to friggin' London for this twenty nine ninety five object, so that you'll pay me back. What twenty five twenty nine H- ninety five? How much is it gonna cost me to ship to friggin' London? You know, probably twenty nine ninety five. Well, why can't I return it to New Jersey? No, nope. if I want my money back, I gotta send it to London. I'm like that's just ridiculous.
0: Do you read all the reviews before you? um Yeah, they were all I, wonderful. I, I generally
1: They're all lies. All I don't lies. generally order
0: anything unless I see some like reviews, and I look They're, for good and bad. If I don't they, see I, any. I don't I see any bad see, ones. Then...
1: I didn't see any bad ones, but when I went back to the website to leave a bad review, there was no way right. to leave a bad review. So I was going to be like. This product, this product doesn't work. Look at the crap they send. I have. Well, to, you know,
0: how, how can they stop you from leaving a bad review? They, they have review. the
1: reviews. They show the reviews. There's no place for you to enter a
0: review. So the reviews are all fake then? They're all fake. Yeah, because if they're not letting you put a review, then it's fake. Right. Then it's all fake. Yeah. Yeah. Piss okay, me Okay, so maybe, I, I don't know, maybe just don't order from stuff you never heard of before. I'm not going to ever again, but <laughs>
1: it's just, you know, I hate that. It's $29.95, which, okay, is not like, you know, super, super. But come on, what a a cheat, you know? How can they get away with this? This is not nice. You just have to be so careful when ordering online. But like I said, the problem is you don't have the same options locally. You can't just go to Amazon and be like, okay, well, I want to see, you know, what this pen looks like on the inside,
0: You know, these kids, uh, uh, my kid, anyway, Mm -hmm. he'll see stuff online. He's like, Dad, lad, look at this. This is a great deal. This is a great deal. And I'm always trying to tell him, you know, if it seems too good to be true, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's selling, like, stuff for, like, no money. Like, a year ago, I saw this ad where they were selling um, 300 pounds of weights for $99. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Wow. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, free shipping.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
0: I'm like, okay, 300 pounds for 99 bucks. Like, it, it can't be. Free
2: shipping?
0: Free shipping.
2: That can't so be. So basically,
0: if you're buying weights, you, you basically, a good rule of thumb is it's a, it's about a dollar a pound. So if you're going to mm-hmm. get 300 pounds of weights, you're going to mm-hmm. pay about 300 bucks plus shipping. Right. Which is going to be a lot because it's 300 pounds. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I knew that was a scam. And then when I saw all the reviews coming out later going, this is bullshit. I, this so I didn't get anything in <laughs> it. So, yeah, yeah uh, of course it's bullshit. So yep. I don't know. That's another thing I, I didn't look for. It was too good to be true. Then I know okay. it is. So, but,
1: you know, some of the ways they get you though is making it. So it seems a reasonable amount. Like I figured twenty nine ninety five, if it's just giving you like a little electrical shock or something, it might work. I've heard, you know, Making the muscle contract for migraines might work, but you're better off just put a cold compress on your head. But you know, sometimes they they just trick you.
0: Or you know, uh, Excedrin and some coffee.
1: Yeah, sometimes that doesn't work for migraines.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, but no, I never heard about the, uh, the the pen that gives you a shock.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, if it pops up on your Facebook, don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and watch those clothes because you know you you want to buy clothes online, but just go to a good like Macy's or you know, Lord and Taylor, or I don't even know if they're still. In I business. like to, I,
0: I, I don't like buying clothes without like being able to touch it and try it See, on. Honestly. Me too,
1: me too. So I've been going to Kohl's a lot.
0: <laughs> sometimes a things look Kohl's. good, and then I yeah. try it on. I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh my god, this looks yeah. horrible on me. Like,
1: yeah, the
0: way it's like cut or whatever, it just doesn't look yeah. good. So yeah, that's true. Um, me
1: too, me too.
0: Anyway, so it,
1: it could look good on, on the hanger but you put it on you and maybe the color's not right or the cut or whatever it's like you said
0: so and i know this sounds bad but i feel like any clothes made in china are, are just not good quality or vietnam
1: i gotta add them because their clothes suck too sorry they do
0: i'm trying to think if i have anything made in vietnam i don't know if i do i do know like generally any clothes that i i buy that are made in china they don't seem like they last they tend to fray pretty easily yeah they they kind of fall apart pretty quickly. They the use cheap I materials. Have, yeah. I, I have like shirts made in India, Mexico, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Bangladesh. <laughs> mm-hmm. They uh, they kind of seem to last. So yeah. Italy. Um, oh, Italy! I love love their stuff. But clothes made in China, I don't know. Just yeah, don't last.
1: China and Vietnam.
0: Okay, I'll be on the lookout for Vietnam too.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap this one up, huh? Okay. We will All right. You've been listening to Dumb Stupid Talking with me, your host, Lucas Shea, and my co-host and sister. Devin Shay. There you go.